Now it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Janie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S. Hello and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, founder of AskDrLove.com, the web's first relationship advice site since 1995. So today we're going to talk about whether you might be missing signs from your loved ones in spirit. And I want to begin with a miraculous story from my own life, something that just happened. I recently felt moved to paint a mural of the pets I have loved throughout my life, pets who are now in spirit and the new animals who I've befriended here in Florida. I've never studied painting, just so you know, but I realized that I was being guided to paint my beloved animals for a new book that I'm being called to write. And this book is going to teach you how to communicate with animals to heal yourself. Have you ever noticed that the pets that are sent our way seem to be divinely handpicked for just us, that we're sent the specific animal that we need to assist us in the healing that we must do? I have so many examples of this. Let me give you an example. Someone in one of my online groups, his name's Tim, Tim, and he has a dog named Quincy. And Tim was so mistreated as a child, his parents actually put him on a dog leash. He was a very hyper kid, very, very hyper. And so they tried to control him by leashing him. So now Tim is in the group online and his dog, Quincy, is acting like Tim acted as a child, hyper, crazy, wound up barking. And I'm watching Tim be abusive to the dog the way he was abused, yelling at the dog, shutting the dog up, symbolically trying to put the dog on a leash. And I said, Tim, do you realize that your dog Quincy is here to help you heal? If you can love your dog and accept your dog's hyperness, you'll be giving yourself that love and acceptance that you should have had. Let me share a, a a photo of Quincy. So you can see our adorable little Quincy. Here he is. Can you see him? He's, you could see his sorrowful eyes, right? This is Quincy. And this is Quincy I painted. He's in the mural and he's going to be in the book along with the story. So the long story short here about Quincy is that once we started to give Quincy that room, put Quincy on a longer leash, Quincy stopped acting crazy. And that has really precipitated the healing of this wounded part of Tim. So now a week ago, I was struggling to paint my lovely little Candy. She's a wild female cardinal and she visits me often. And my back was to the woods and I was looking at online photos of cardinals trying to find an image of a bird who was seated in the three-quarter position. That was the position I was painting Candy in. And suddenly I heard Candy, my cardinal, singing. So she obviously picked up on the energetic pipeline that I needed help. And she arrived and perched herself just above my head in the exact position I needed. And I videotaped her and you can see our communicating with each other. And this is magic. I'm going to share this with you. I haven't shared this before. It just happened last week. Here we go. Hello, Candy. You're my pretty girl. Thank you. Hello, Candy. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetheart. I'm painting you now. <laughs> oh, Candy, you know I'm painting you. Thank you for coming by so I can paint you. Candy. What a pretty girl. Oh, Candy. 
I was trying to get you right, and I just repainted you this morning. Do you like my painting of you? <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you're so beautiful. And you know what? I was trying to get your colors just right. And this is the first time you ever came so close that I could see I got you right. Pretty girl. What a pretty girl you are. Candy, honey. Oh, Candy, thank you. And girl cardinals aren't even supposed to be singers. What a little present you are. I was trying to see how to do your wings. <laughs> Candy. Sweet girl. Girl. Little girl. You're so adorable. Cardinals don't sing, right? It's a miracle. Sweet bunny. Oh, Candy, thank you for singing with me. Isn't it amazing? You knew I was struggling to figure out how to paint your side wings and get your color just right, and you appeared. I can't Sweet <laughs> girl cardinals don't sing. Candy, you're so happy. I think you're happy that I got your... Your little painting right today. Your colors look good, Candy. They look good. You listening to me, sweetheart? I'm so glad. I'm so glad you came by. So glad you came by. Candy, sweetheart, you're beautiful. Wasn't that amazing? You could see that she and I were absolutely connecting. And the animals are what I call open vessels for spirits to come through. And they connect with us through the animals. I mean, this is a wild bird. And she sat with me for four and a half minutes. And then she appeared a few days later when I was with a patient mm -hmm. on this outdoor lanai. And I mentioned Candy's name and said to my patient that you won't believe the video I captured. And with that, Candy flew right up to me, grazed my left shoulder, and then did a U-turn at the sliding glass door. And then she flew to a nearby branch and she sang for us. Candy is always present during this patient's sessions with me, and she sings when my patient has a breakthrough. And the day before Valentine's Day, that was just two days ago, I was hearing what sounded like water dripping from the laundry room faucet. It sounded like plink, plink, plink. And I went to the laundry room, and I saw the faucet was dry. And then I saw it was Candy. She was hovering in midair in front of this sliding glass door. And she was tapping on the glass repeatedly. And her tapping felt like she was knocking on my door to be let in. And I knew that it was my beloved husband in spirit, Jean, wishing me a happy Valentine's Day. And later in the day, 
I had a session with my patient, whose name is also Candy, and she said that John would be sending me a special Valentine's Day surprise. So on the morning of Valentine's Day, I was thinking about a live TV interview that I was going to be giving in a few hours. And I was thinking about the message I want to share. And the night before, I sensed that Candy was acting as Jean's intercessor and that by knocking on my door, he was reminding me to say that our loved ones in spirit are always knocking on the door of our hearts, asking us to let them back in. And then right before the show, Candy came back and knocked on my window again to confirm that I had perceived the message correctly. And then after the show, she returned to do so again. So these latest miraculous spirit manifestations from my husband, Jean, are the perfect segue into today's show. Because Jean told me right after he left his body, Jamie, let our love shine like a torch that lights the path for others. This means that his manifestations are meant for you too. They're meant to let you know that your loved ones in spirit are here with you as well. They're just waiting for you to learn how to open yourself up, to open the door of your heart and let them back in. Now, I want to share with you a couple of more manifestations that really relate to today's show topic regarding missing the signs of your loved one's spirit presence. So the first story happened in my online love club group, and I have a member who I'm going to just call Carrie, who is desperately grieving her husband. And she said that she receives no signs at all from him, which makes her feel he's not with her, which depresses her even more. And she admitted that she's also very angry with him. She said that she wanted me to help her to begin a dialogue with him. And the first thing she said to him was that she felt he didn't love her and their child because he left her. And she went on to say that other people get resuscitated. So why didn't he eat? Can you see that she was taking his bodily departure personally? And when I heard her say these words, I realized instantly that she had been abused as a kid and as a consequence, still felt unworthy of being loved. And her husband her feeling of unworthiness led her to misinterpret her husband's leaving as confirmation that she wasn't lovable enough for him to want to stay with her and their child. So at this point in the dialogue, the most amazing thing happened. Her husband came through and showed me that he wanted her to put her wedding ring back on her wedding ring finger. Wow. What a validation of his presence because Carrie burst into tears and confirmed that she was moved, she had just moved her wedding ring to her right hand due to her left ring finger being swollen. Now, you would think that this amazing manifestation of her husband's presence would have calmed her down, but it only quenched her grief for a moment and then she was sad again. Why? At this point, her problem became so crystal clear. She was welded to the wounded, unlovable feeling that she, like every abused person, return to the familiar painful place. And why on earth do we return to the painful place right at the moment when we're finally receiving the love we always wanted? Sadly, for most of us who've been abused, when we receive love, the unconscious part of our minds immediately returns us to the sad, empty well place because the love we're now receiving reminds us of all the years we didn't receive that love. Tragic, right? But what's even more tragic about going back to the empty place is that it lowers your vibration, which makes it even harder to communicate with your loved one or ones in spirit. And the reason why your lower vibration blocks spirit communication is because spirits vibrate at a higher rate than we do. And when our vibration is too low, we become like ships in the night. We literally miss each other. When our vibration is low, it's harder for our loved ones to come through to us and we make it harder for our loved ones to receive our messages. But when you raise your vibration, when you learn how to tune to what I call the spirit channel in your brain, you vibrate at the right transmission frequency. Think of it like this. If your favorite show is on NBC and you need to tune to that channel to receive the show's broadcasting at that channel frequency, well, then imagine your loved ones are broadcasting on channel 12 and you're only tuned to channel 1. So you're going to miss their broadcasts and they're going to miss yours. See what I mean? So the long story short, Carrie's vibration was so low that it was making it hard for her husband to come through. And what's even worse and more sad is the fact that her emotional wound, her feeling so unworthy of love was causing her to miss and dismiss what her husband was managing to bring through. She was missing the signs from him. 
And it soon became clear to Carrie and the rest of the group that her husband um, left his body, not because he didn't love her, but because he wanted to help her heal. Specifically, it was their destiny for him to work with me to help her to finally receive his love. And he needed to be out of his body to bring her this healing gift. And as we continued, this is the wildest thing. He made her face appear beet red while the rest of her thumbnail color was normal. And this told me that he wanted her to know that she's so red with anger and that anger is blocking their reconnection. And at another point, we audibly heard him say, yep. And in the end, Carrie was weeping in gratitude. Her entire mind shift and mindset switched to the point where she was thanking him for leaving his body and helping her. So take a moment to ask yourself, could my own unfinished business from childhood be preventing me from reconnecting and keeping my tears flowing? Now, I have another patient who I'm going to call Louise, who came to work with me individually, and she was bereft over the bodily departure of her 17-year-old cat, and she didn't think she could manage the pain. She was calling suicide hotlines and seeing all kinds of therapists, and nothing was helping her. And before we even had our first session, her cat came through to me, and he said that I had to tell her that he was holding her hand. And I thought this was so odd, because I've never heard of a cat doing this. And in the first session, I passed this message to Louise, and she told me that her cat used to hold her hand and squeeze it. Wow. Now, you would have thought that this incredible manifestation from him would have brought her peace. But like my Love Club member, Carrie, Louise returned to blaming herself that she wasn't there for him at the end the way he needed her to be. And she didn't pet him one time when he asked for it, and she wasn't sure he loved her. So you might think that Louise's problem was simply her grief, and you might think that her self-blame was just a byproduct of her grief, but neither of these theories would be right. Like Carrie, Louise's grief was being intensified by her need to blame herself, and obviously this self-blame did not originate with the kitty's bodily departure. Here's the thing you need to know. The bodily loss of a loved one exposes whatever fault lines exist in your own psyche. In this case, Louise's need to self-attack is her psychological fault line. And unless I can help her to understand and resolve the self-attacks, she will be grieving her kitty forever. And why do I say this? Because reconnection oh. is the only way to end the pain of grief. But in Louise's case, her cat already offered her the reconnection, but her need to self-blame and self-punish eclipses his offer. She can't allow herself to take hold of his paw and allow herself to reconnect and stay connected because she's drowning in the need to self-torture. So until I can resolve her pattern of self-harm, she'll never be able to reconnect and heal her pain. In a future show, I'll dive deeper into why so many of us need to self-blame. But for now, just remember, grief exposes your psychological fault lines and your fault lines keep you stuck in a prison of your own making. And this prison prevents all of us from reconnecting which is essential to healing the pain of loss. We're going to need to take a break in a minute. And then when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into the topic of missing signs of your loved one's spirit presence. And the reason we want to recognize signs from loved ones in spirit is because this recognition is what kickstarts our reconnection with our loved ones in spirit. I'm going to be back with you in a moment. Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. 
Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. Call 877-941-4731. That's 877-941-4731. Again, 877-941-4731. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call because the best prices are not online. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner. Call today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and I promised we would talk about how to recognize whether you're missing the signs of your loved one's spirit presence. And as I said, we want to recognize signs from loved ones in spirit because this recognition begins our reconnection. The signs are step one. Our ultimate goal is to graduate to having full-on conversations and dialogues with those in spirit. Now, spirits often use props from the material world to offer signs of their presence. And I call these static signs, but they're not a dialogue. Dialogue only occurs when animate and inanimate props are used to facilitate a nonverbal or verbal back and forth exchange. Before you can establish a dialogue using the signs and the earthly props, earthly props are human and who human open vessels like the very young, the very old, the sick, the disabled, um, animals, both domestic and wild, earthly props like electronic devices, machines, lights, Okay, before you can use these signs and earthly props, you have to recognize the signs. Once you're aware of the signs, you can use them for a back and forth dialogue between you and your loved one in spirit. So let me give you an example of what I mean and show you the distinction between static signs and how to dialogue using these earthly props that are being used as signs. So it was the anniversary week of Jean's bodily departure, and I went to my chiropractor's office, and Teresa, the receptionist, and I were alone in the office, and I told her that this week, Jean had been dropping a lot of signs on me, and suddenly I smelled gardenias. That was a sign. It's called the scent of sanctity. I didn't say a word. Teresa instantly blurted out, Janie, do you smell gardenias? I said, Teresa, that is the scent of sanctity. Jean is giving us both a sign that he's here. The next day, I saw a patient of mine named Regina, and she had no confidence in her ability to reconnect with her sister in spirit. And I told her the story about the scent of gardenias. And at that moment, I heard Jean speaking to me, and he said, but I wish I could give you a bouquet of roses. Jean was speaking to me by inducing that thought in my mind. 
When we have thought induction experiences, we don't actually hear a voice. It, the thought pops into our mind. The patient abruptly sat up and said, Jamie, do you smell roses? In that beautifully elegant manifestation, Jean induced the thought and the scent of roses in Regina to facilitate a back and forth dialogue between him and me. And he used her to let me know that I had heard him correctly while bolstering my patient's confidence in her ability to hear spirit so that she could reconnect with her sister in spirit. Now, to receive the signs, your senses have to be heightened and your receiver has to be warmed up. And then and only then are you primed to perceive the signs of spirit presence in your life. And the important thing to remember is that simply becoming aware of the signs is sufficient to initiate reconnection for most people. Bear in mind that because the signals and signs of spirit presence are often subtle, spirit often has a way of remaining anonymous, it is easy to overlook these signs. So don't expect to be bowled over. But on the other hand, don't be shocked or frightened if you experience astonishing displays from the spirit realm. I certainly have. And I want to share some examples of my own experiences with Jean to familiarize you with the nearly infinite ways that spirits use signs to offer proof of their ongoing presence in your life. And I just want to preface this with a warning. I don't want you to feel like an emotional orphan if your own examples don't seem as exotic or outlandish as my own. Remember, when Jean revealed this new spiritual ministry to me early on, he made it clear that he wanted me to tell our story. And that's why Jean has pulled out all the stops and continues to do so, offering unequivocal signs to prove to you and the world that the spirit lives on and that love never dies. So Jean is not only sending the signs to me, he's sending them to you as well. And, you know, Love Never Dies is the title of the book that we're talking about, where I present my memoir and I introduce you to my new trans-dimensional grief resolution method, where I teach you step-by-step step how to reconnect with your loved ones in spirit, how to recognize the signs, how to dialogue with them, and so on. So... Um, even if your signs seem subdued compared to the ones that I experienced, please don't despair. You're going to discover that your loved ones are working up quite a sweat, if you can imagine spirit sweating, to give you signs of their presence. And they've been doing it all along. And you're going to see that your loved ones are continually sprinkling a trail of spiritual breadcrumbs to just let you know that you're not only being watched over by them, but also they are yearning to continue a relationship with you. And they offer these signs to remind you that they are ready to do whatever they can to support you as you travel down this bumpy road we call life. And they're here to assist you in completing your spiritual growth so that you can fulfill your divine purpose on earth in preparation for your next life in spirit form. Now, just to, just to digress for a moment, uh, a friend of mine told me that she heard a radio show in which a Harvard psychiatrist was discussing the grieving process. And he referred to patients who reported receiving signs from deceased loved ones. And he said that signs are nothing more than a diagnostic indicator that tells the clinician that the grieving process has not been completed. And when the grief is resolved, the signs will cease to manifest themselves. That is totally wrong. And as you're going to see, witnesses were often present to observe Jean's signs. And these witnesses didn't know Jean, and they were not mourning his loss. So obviously, they were not in a grieving process at all. And another thing, there's an emerging field of study in which scientists are examining the question of soul survival. And some researchers are now beginning to to prove that the soul is an entity that cannot be destroyed and that at the moment of bodily departure, the soul returns to the universe at large. And this science is in progress. And it seems that scientists believe that the energy that constitutes a soul just hangs around, if you want, like ethereal soap scum. And, and you're, as you're going to see from my own examples, beings in spirit form are way more than residue. They are sentient beings who are completely aware and conscious of what's happening in our world as their signs indicate. And on a general note, I want to remind you that when a loved one is no longer confined to the limitations of the physical 
vessel of the body, the soul is released and it's free to soar. And being pure energy, spirits can influence the material world in astonishing ways that defy time, space, gravity, and the laws of science. And the way spirit can influence the material world the ways in which spirit can do this are infinite. And I'm going to give you some examples that demonstrate now these nearly infinite and surprising ways. And I'm going to categorize them for you by the most common and common phenomena. So the first, the first phenomenon I'm going to talk about are what are called symbolic after-death communications. And that's, that's abbreviated ADCs. So spirit beings often use a symbol that either represents them or was meaningful to you both during their physical life with you. John chooses to talk to me through chipmunks and birds and rabbits because he knows how much I love those particular creatures and have had very intense relationships with them. Like you saw how I communicate with Candy. So the father of one of my patients uses the Cooper's hawk, which is a bird that signifies his strong essence. And it was his favorite bird. Butterflies and feathers are also a common form of symbolic ADC communication. For example, a year or so after Jean's bodily departure, I was driving one day and I was really missing him. And when I pulled over, a butterfly landed on my windshield and it stayed with me as I drove off again. And another day around that same time, I gave my first public talk about our story. This was even before Love Never Dies had published. And as I was leaving the building after my speech in the company of the pastor who had arranged the event, we got lost and ended up in a dead-end corridor. And at the end of that corridor, I noticed a poster for an old art exhibit at Vassar College. And remember now, I'm a Vassar alumna and Jean was a professor at Vassar. So that was already our co a connection. But this art exhibit was featuring an etching called the three trees. And I was absolutely flabbergasted because Jean's family coat of arms was called Les Trois Arbres, which is French for the three trees. And as I walked to my car, a butterfly fluttered beside me. So remember, often these signs are spirit's way of remaining anonymous. But if you pay attention, you will see that they are not really so anonymous after all. Now, another way that spirits signal their presence to you is through what I call waves of love. Because beings in spirit are one with God and because God is love, you will often experience an overpowering wave of love when a spirit comes to you. Um, there are many examples that I give of this in Love Never Dies. Let me give you another example that's not in Love Never Dies. I was driving home one day when I suddenly felt a tidal wave of love. And I then heard Jean say, don't worry, you'll be fine. I had no idea what he meant. One second later, I was pulling into my driveway. And as I put the key in the front door, I was shocked to see that the key wouldn't turn. So once again, Jean showed me that he knew what would soon be happening to me with the lock, meaning he was seeing into the future that had already happened. And at that moment, my landscaper happened to be driving by and I flagged him down and he helped me get into the house. Now, here's another way that spirits will signal and give you signs of their presence. And this I call odd physical sensations. When a spirit is present, you may feel odd sensations or not feel quite like yourself. You may feel a sense of pressure or weight upon you, a sense of heat or fire, a warm glow or a surge of energy, especially in a part of your body that needs healing. And you may also experience a golden light pouring over you, a flash of deep love or ecstasy chills up your spine, drafts or a temperature change in the room, a gust of wind rushing through you, even goose flesh on your skin. You may also have the sensation that a spirit is touching you, as I have had on numerous occasions. And each time Jean or another spirit presence comes to me, I instantly sprout goosebumps and feel a chill running up my spine. Now, another way that spirits will signal their presence to you is through physical miracles. Spirits can act upon the world around you in miraculous ways. So, for example, this was when I was still living in Millbrook, New York, and I had been annoyed by the dripping of the laundry room sink faucet. And I sensed that John knew it was bugging me. And when I entered the laundry room one morning, the dripping was just magically gone. 
Another day, I was frustrated over the cord of my vacuum cleaner, which wouldn't retract back into the machine. And it was like a long gray strand of spaghetti that kept tripping me. And I took the machine in for service and was told that the clip inside the machine was broken and that there was no way to fix the problem. The next day when I used the vacuum, I sensed that Jean had created yet another miracle. And sure enough, I pulled the spring-held mechanism and the wire retracted like a charm. Another way that spirits signal their presence to you is what I call electronic love notes. Spirit beings will use whatever means are available to let you know they're present, to reassure you that they're aware of your thoughts, your feelings, your needs, your wishes, and to also convey messages to you. And because spirits are pure energy, they easily affect electronic devices. And when this happens, electronic items and lights may turn on or off. For example, I recently had a flood in uh, my house. And at the end of the day, I turned off every light and left it in the care of a team of contractors. And that night when I returned home, the chandelier in the addition was lit up. Since Jean often uses lights to signal his presence, it made sense to me that he illuminated the chandelier in this room because it was the one that had been destroyed by the flood. And this was Jean's way of telling me that he was supporting me in the flood repair, as in all aspects of my life. And when I checked with the contractors, they confirmed that the chandelier was off when they left the house. Pretty wild, right? Now, right before we take a break, I'm just going to give you one more sign, uh, and I call this one a radio wave hello. And I've heard stories, and I'm sure you have too, of how loved ones in spirit broadcast their presence by playing a particular song at a significant moment or by making the radio volume go up or down on its own. Jean has given me similar signs using CD players. Even though spirit beings are one with God and the saint, they still retain their unique essence. So remember that Jean was always impish and he continues to be impish in spirit form. And to this day, whenever I visit my massage therapist, I hear Jean telling me that he's going to turn the music on and off on her CD player or raise and lower the volume. And he does this until the massage therapist and I are both laughing ourselves silly. Well, maybe I can give you one more example before we go to break. And I call this one pennies from heaven. John has often shown me that spirit beings can materialize objects out of thin air to signal their presence. They call this an apport. And on the sixth year anniversary of Jean's passing, I was speaking with a patient named Kyla. And I told her that Jean continues to send me coins that were minted in the year we were married. And as soon as I said this, she blinked and said, oh, I almost forgot. The other day I was standing in the middle of the room when a coin appeared out of thin air and landed in my boot and something told me that it was meant for you. So I kept it there. She stood, tipped over her boot to release the coin. And as she did, I heard John say, this coin was minted in 2006, which was the year he left his body. She handed me the coin. I grabbed my glasses and sure enough, it was minted in 06. So pay attention to the date on any coin you find and to any object in your path. It seems out of place. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened. 
but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. Call 877-941-4731. That's 877-941-4731. Again, 877-941-4731. Imagine, this is your money, and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money, and they can take it. All of it if they want. So what do you do? You fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. Call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time can save you thousands of dollars. So please call right now. Want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call because the best prices are not online. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner. Call today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Hello again, and welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. We're talking about missing signs from loved ones in spirit. And I am giving you an overview of the various signs that our loved ones in spirit bring us because awareness of the signs is very important to begin your reconnection. So the next... Uh, type of signs uh, are license plates. I have a friend, Don, and his life partner, William, and they recounted to me an astonishing story. One night, William had a dream in which he saw Jean sitting at a tall bar stool in a bar. And in the dream, William asked Jean what he was doing, and Jean said, I'm saving a place for Jamie. When William first told this story to Don, they were leaving a restaurant, and as they stepped into the parking lot, a car with a license plate that read, Jamie passed before them. Look for these synchronicities. These are signs from your loved ones that they are present, loving you still, asking you to open the door of your heart and let them back in, open your eyes and see. Visions, speaking of eyes, very often Jean and other spirit presences will reveal themselves to me in the form of visions. And since Jean has left his body, I've begun receiving frequent psychic psychic messages during sessions. He opened the door to the spirit realm to me, and since then I've received a constant parade of spirit visitors, all banging down my door, as it were, in search of my assistance in helping them to bring peace and reconnection to my patients. Let me give you an example. One day, a young patient named Dara came into my office very sad. She told me that the night before her doggy had died. I instantly had a vision of a yellow dog and asked her if her dog was yellow. And she said no. And I thought, uh-oh, I'm slipping. But then the next thing I saw was another dog showing me two enormous front paws. And when I asked Daryl why this dog was showing me his two front paws and how big they are, she burst into tears and she said that her dog who left his body the night before was missing his two front paws. Oh my goodness, that brought such tears to my eyes because this sign reaffirms that we are restored to perfect health in our spirit bodies. And then she said, oh, I did have a yellow dog who died years earlier. So the yellow dog that I had first seen was acting as an ambassador for the doggy who had just left his body. Now, this next sign I call Houdini. This is where they work miracles in your world. So on many occasions since Jean left his body, I've seen objects move, appear, disappear. One day I looked in 
annoyance at a decorative wooden swing. This was when I was living in New York. The swing was wrapped multiple times around the tree. And I had stopped using it because of all the ticks and the Lyme disease in the Hudson Valley. But I didn't like how it looked wrapped around the tree. I guess the gardener had done so. And I didn't want to go out there and possibly pick up a tick. So at that moment, right before my eyes, as I watched the swing, it unwrapped itself and fell free. So this sign demonstrates that Jean, as as is true also for your loved ones in spirit, Jean is aware, your loved ones are aware of your feelings and your wishes. And in this case, he answered them without my even having to ask. Now, here's another interesting way that spirits signal their presence. And this is called thought induction. So spirits will often signal their presence by entering your thoughts. And when this happens, a thought that you know isn't your own will suddenly pop into your head. So for example, on my first airplane trip to Florida, a few months after Jean's bodily departure, I was so bereft to be traveling without him. And suddenly the thought popped into my mind that the seat next to me would remain unoccupied for the flight because he was sitting in it. Now, this was a full flight. This was a very bizarre thought. And a few moments later, the flight attendant announced over the PA system that the flight was overbooked. So make sure to remove all personal belongings from all seats. And to my astonishment, despite the overbooking, the seat beside me was never taken. And I knew that this thought induction message was a sign from Jean that he was flying beside me. And as I spoke with the woman in the next open seat in our three-seat row configuration, she told me her life story. And among other things, she said that after losing her husband, she found another great love, even though she was older. I don't know if Jean was trying to have me see that uh, he was going to send me another love. I didn't know. Sometimes you can't parse all the messages. But to further put his stamp on the sign, the woman's surname was French. And it was the same name of men, as many of Jean's relatives in France. Now, let's talk about open vessels. I made a reference to open vessels earlier in the show. When you're outdoors, spirits will often give signs of their presence through animals because they are readily available tools and they are what I call open vessels. So, for example, on that return trip from that first uh, flight to Florida, I was despondent about returning home without him. And just before my departure, while the plane was still stationary, I saw a bug, a bug fly past my window. And I sensed that the bug was meant for me. And suddenly it doubled back and it landed on my window. And I looked closely and I saw that it was not just one bug, but it was two bugs and they were mating. And Jean was telling me that we're mated for eternity. And he reached me in this simple and exquisite way using the only vehicle that he could find at the moment. Now, when an animal is being used to signal a spirit's presence, you're going to notice that the creature behaves out of character. If it's a bird, it may remain very still, may sit on a branch and not fly away for a long time, like little Candy did in that four and a half minute video I shared at the top of the show. The bird may close its eyes. It may appear as if it's in a trance. It may sit beside you or follow you. Now, spirits will often give you signs of their presence using birds and insects because they are mobile by nature and they're more easily adapted to being where spirit wants them to be at any given moment. And um, they will also use human open vessels to signal, signal their presence. Children are naturally open. People, as I said, who are disabled or even the homeless uh, terminally ill and elderly, they're more broken open and therefore closer to the spirit realm. I wish I could give you more examples, but we're coming to the close and I want to tell you something important before we close, but I didn't want to leave you hanging so that you know uh, if you pick up a copy of Love Never Dies, um, it's available wherever your books are sold, you can get it at amazon.com, uh, you'll get all, all the examples of how spirits are sending you signs of their spirit presence. And the, the examples that I've shared are meant to portray for you the many diverse ways that spirits of your loved ones 
manifest themselves to you. There are countless other ways that you and I are going to experience in the years ahead. Keep your mind open. Keep your senses open. Keep the eyes and ears of your heart open to the blessings and the miracle of spirit communication and spirit contact. And apart from the gift of your loved one in your life, knowing that your physical separation from your loved one is only temporary is such an important gift to you and that you are not to be disconnected from your loved one during this interval between the time that you live on the earth plane and there in the spirit realm, you're not meant to be separated. You're supposed to stay connected until you reunite with them in spirit form. So check out Love Never Dies. It's an amazing story of my own spiritual reconnection with my beloved Emile Jean Pin. His astonishing aftermath manifestations prove to me our relationships are not supposed to end in bodily death. And that's why I created the Transdimensional Grief Resolution Method and this new method offers you the first vehicle for reconnecting. It's the only way to end the grief. And in addition to reconnecting, the transdimensional grief resolution method helps you heal any unfinished business that you may be carrying. And, guide, and I also guide you with this method to obtain guidance from your loved ones in spirit so that you can find your path to prosperity in every area of your life. And if you want help to jumpstart your reconnection, I offer a limited number of grief relief sessions. You can find them uh, at askdrlove.com forward slash grief relief. Grief relief. It's right there. Or drjamieturndorf.com forward slash grief relief. So and I just want to give you a word of warning. After you recognize a sign that a loved one has come through to you, and after you have felt the joy of reconnection, we generally need help to stay connected because this is this is just a universal fact. Life knocks us off our spiritual towers. Maybe we're stressed one day or we're sick or we're tired or a holiday or a birthday rolls around. And the next thing you know, your energetic vibration lowers and your connection slips away. And after having known the joy of reconnection, the despair of losing that connection feels like falling from a mountaintop. And when the connection feels broken, you become even more depressed, which lowers your vibration even more and makes you even more disconnected. And it is a universal truth that when you lose your connection and your vibration is really low, you may need help to get it back. And there's another little known reason for why it's hard to reconnect and stay connected to your loved one in spirit. And I alluded to this other reason earlier in the show, and that is unfinished business. So unfinished business is a nasty way of emotionally pinning us in place in the same way that you can't push away from the table if you haven't eaten until you reconnect and resolve your unfinished business, you remain stuck. And for many people, grief never ends because we're actually grieving over never having had the chance to work it out with our loved ones. And the good, good news I want to share with you is it's never too late to heal your unfinished business. And that's why I created the grief relief session where I work with you personally to help you reconnect, to stay connected and heal any unfinished business. And what I will also do in the grief relief session for you is I will identify any psychological sticking points or psychological bad habits that may get in the way of your not only reconnecting, but maintaining the reconnection. So that's all I have for you today. If you want to see the video that I shared, you can go to my Instagram, drjamieturndorf.com. Oh, excuse me. It's instagram.com forward slash Dr. Jamie Turndorf. And you can see that beautiful video of me talking to Candy, the lovely Cardinal. And I'll post other animal videos. And I'll, maybe I'll post some of the 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 paintings that I'm doing for the new animal book. And I'll talk more about it in shows to come. For now, just keep your eyes and your ears open. Open the door of your heart. Let your loved ones in spirit back in. You need to connect with them again, and they need you to stay connected with them. See you next time on Ask Dr. Next time. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at askdrlove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times.